Scotty and War Eagle from a Sleepy Plainsman podcast. Off to a great start already. Um, last night was insane, to say the least. Um, had a great, complete day of college football from kickoff all the way to our monstrosity was over last night. Um, so let's just go ahead and dive into it. We'll uh, we'll start with Auburn like we usually do. Um, late kick across the country. Pac-12 team that we have not seen before. Didn't really know what to expect. Um, I think we all felt like we, we felt real confident about this last week when we talked about it. But, you know, the closer we got to game time, the more it was like, let's just win. Like, instead of trying to win by 21, let's just get our win and get out of there. And uh, last night, I was very concerned. And Marcus kept talking us off the ledge. And with about eight, ten minutes left, he said, somehow, we're going to win this game. And I'll be honest, bud, I didn't believe you. But um, I don't know that I believe me. <laughs> but <clears throat> we were able to pull it out. So, you know, it was sloppy. It was ugly. It was every horrible adjective you could think of but at the end of the day we woke up to and no today so that's kind of what was important but marks what was your big takeaway biggest takeaway is whatever eugene asante wants give it to him <laughs> because we do not win last night's game without him our defense played very good um for for what it's worth uh they stepped it up it was the biggest concern i had going into the game was can our defense get some stops when we need them and they did I was not expecting our offense to struggle like they did, though. I don't think anybody expected our offense to play like they did. We threw the ball 10 times, and we ran the ball 38 times. That isn't necessarily a problem until you start looking at yardage. It was not pretty. We couldn't get Jarquez going. We couldn't get Damari going. We were fumbling the ball. I think you said we had three fumbles and a pick. That's inexcusable. And that was one thing we talked about last week. To win the game, you have to take care of the ball. Like, that was literally, if you don't turn the ball over last night, we win 14 to nothing, worst-case scenario. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's if we don't score on the possessions we turned it over. Because there was a couple of times where we were moving the ball and turned it over. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. I mean, and our def- we kept putting our defense in bad situations yeah. time and time and time again. But somehow, they then don't break. And thank God that Cal's kicker sucks. Yeah. Straight up. Because if, if like I said just a minute ago, if he goes 50% last night, we lose. Yeah. Because yeah. we couldn't score. That was the point I was going to make was like, yeah, we had every chance to win that game 14 to nothing or whatever, but we also had every chance to lose that game by 9 or 10. For sure. Like, if the field goal kicker makes half of what he makes or should have made, we lose. Um, The first game – First play of the game that the announcers would not let go. There you go. Uh, We're talking about it today. It, I mean, it honestly, it probably should have been. If it wasn't blown dead, it would have been a touchdown. Yeah, hundred percent touchdown, and it should have been. But um, we got the, the lucky break on that one for sure. Um, so I mean, we we had every chance to lose that game just as much as we did to win it, sure. and that's what's terrifying. It it is terrifying, but at the same time, it's kind of encouraging that we did find a way to win. You know, I mean, when when our backs were against the wall, we came out and and found a way to get out of there with a win. Well, Um, I mean, defense definitely saved us. Yeah. But my thing is, is how do we not get Peyton Thorne going sooner than, like, the last few minutes of the game? Like, 
the last scoring drive that we had. He was four for four on passing. Like, it's not something that just clicks with a quarterback. How how do we take four and a half quarter or three and a half quarters to get to that point where he can open up the field and start making passes? Uh, Hugh panicked last night. I agree. I think that after the first couple of possessions, Peyton couldn't get going. He we were trying to run Peyton on read options for some reason, and that's just not his style. After he fumbled, though, I think we panicked and we were like, "Is Robbie? Is should we put Robbie in?" And I think it messed up both both guys' flows because we then got in a couple of situations with penalties and stuff where it was too long of a yardage for Robbie to be in there. So we had to take a Robbie out and put Peyton in and neither one of them, like you said, could get in a flow. But that there was a key part in that game where Peyton Thorne, right, it was in the fourth quarter where he threw the, um, we were in the red zone, he threw the touchdown. Robbie was in quarterback that for that play and we called a timeout. And on the sideline before it cut to the commercial, Peyton Thorne's talking to you, Freeze. And then when we cut back to game, Peyton Thorne's in and he throws the fade to Fairweather for a touchdown. And it just, that drive right there kind of solidified Peyton Thorne, in my opinion. Like, he is your guy. He's got to be your guy. And we did not trust him last night. Yeah, I think going forward, you have to give Peyton more of a chance before pulling him so soon. Yeah. And giving the ball to Robbie. Like, I love Robbie to death, but you have to let them get into a flow. Whether they go three and out in the first two drives or not, you have to let him have a drive where where he has a chance. And we got the ball in terrible field position uh, the first few drives. Yeah. And I think that's a huge reason on why Peyton didn't do very well. So it, having a two-quarterback system is a double-edged sword. Like, it is. It can be great. It can be bad. Last night, it was bad. Yeah. And another thing is we got Jarquez Hunter back last night, and I felt like early in the game, we were forcing that. Absolutely. Like, we were trying so hard to get him the ball. And you want to. He's your best about, player. Yeah. Like, you know, but when it's not working, you got to, you know. Go with and, the hot hand. And honestly, I felt like Austin was the best back last night. He ran. I, mean, he were, I don't know. I would even say. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb. Cobb. Gave him a run ran, for his money. Yeah, he was running hard yeah. last night. Yeah. Austin just seemed like he had the bigger, you know, big thread, big, big play. Of yeah. He got thread. the first down on yeah. the last drive. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked Hugh about it last night after the game, and he said, Jarquez looked very rusty to me. He's yeah. got to knock some of that rust off. Damari did what he does, and Jeremiah Cobb has something to him. Like, there's something there. Yeah. So, I think going forward, it's going to be a three running back thing. I don't I think we're going to have to. That's not a problem. Be, no. no. It's, it's different with running backs and quarterbacks. Having three running backs is not a problem. Like, here's Here's – the bad part of the two quarterback system. It's one thing if you have two guys that are similar, yeah, and it's two whatever. Completely different. But we have a situation where one guy's a really good thrower and can't move, and then we have a really good running quarterback that can't really throw that great. So it's too too obvious what you're trying to do when you sub them in and out. Yep. So, but the thing about having two similar guys is, why do you have two? You know, like why don't you just pick if well, if they're the same yeah but I, I think the thing that frustrated me the most and i believe it's the same play you were talking about when peyton kind of talked his way back into the game the whole reason we had to take a timeout is because we subbed robbie in and didn't have a play yeah you know and that to me is the most frustrating thing like if you're gonna do this we gotta be we gotta know what we're doing it's hard though you can't you can't do that though because the 
The problem is it's situation. Is if it's, exactly. Yeah. If it's second and fifteen, yeah. and then you get a get a third and four, yeah. And you're you're at you know the I almost said shot clock. The play clock goes from twenty five to twenty, and then you're like, hey, we want Robbie. Yeah. Well, by the time you run him out there, it's eighteen seventeen, and then you got to get a play in, and then you know it takes and a second to find the play. It's just and it's not just Robbie that you're subbing in usually. True. It's usually it's a, a, whole formation. Whole yeah, a whole formation. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah getting guys on I like I understand the frustration yeah. but it's just how do you how do you say okay this is the play we're going to run before we yeah. you know, know put what, Robbie in know what situation you're in yeah I agree but I don't know I just I and think then we didn't even run the play yeah when we put Peyton back out yeah. there which it worked out yeah it was well, good to see Fairweather he, yeah. you know not having a target in week one and then coming out and having three big ones the catch he made on third down was bigger than the touchdown. Yeah. In the sense that it kept the drive going, and that was a crazy catch. Yeah, it was a horrible throw. Yeah. Yeah, to, to come back and catch it falling down like that. I don't know. I, I really do just want to be like, throw all the excuses, you know, it's in California, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to go win a football game. Yeah. And we did. And we did. But yeah. We got to, Jarquez will come out Saturday, have a great I don't, oh, yeah. Well, that's we got another podcast for that. I'm yeah. sorry. No, you're good. You're fine. I was thinking the same thing. Like that's what this Saturday is going to be for yeah, us to regroup. Be. Yeah. Like, you know. So, but no, I'm I'm with you. I, I think this Saturday will be very important for that. But anyway, um, you know, it it is what it is, man. I mean, it's a win, and at the end of the day, you take it. So, is there anything else y'all want to hit on before we move on? I do. Uh, time of possession last night was crazy. Like Brett was saying with the field position thing, we if we did get the ball, we were backed up. But it felt like Cal was on the field all night. And, I mean, they had the ball for 35 of the 60 minutes. So They yeah. also went three for six or fourth down to his point. So every time we almost got off the field, yeah. we gave up a fourth and short. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a lot longer than 35 minutes. Yeah, it, it really like did. It was like 45. It really did. Another thing just to mention is like, if you're Q Freeze, at what point do you tell your kick return, like, stop bringing the ball out? Yeah. Just fair catch it. Like, I understand yeah. that y'all are explosive and stuff, but, man, starting. After the first two. Exactly. Be like, stop. It should be two. <laughs> it should be. Because both times Jarquez is telling the guy to just, you know, chill, and he takes off every time, and it's just frustrating. Well, you know, sometimes a special teams unit just covers well. And that, yeah. you know, and it takes two times to see that. And you say, okay, you know, if they kick it to the end zone, we'll take the ball to 25. But starting inside your 15 is not ideal. Not ideal. Yeah, as as good as special teams looked last week against UMass, it yeah. it wasn't the same against Cal. Like, they didn't look terrible, but bringing yeah, it out when you're ball. not supposed to yeah, or when you shouldn't, yeah. that, that could be very costly. Yeah, that plus uh, holding call, it brings you back. You know, it's it's worse. Then your punter's punting out of the back of the end zone. He gets a 30-yard punt off yeah. the side of his foot. Yeah, so. and then your defense is backed up already. Damn, there you go. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just. And that was the auburn Cow game last night. <laughs> yeah. And we move on. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's move on then. Let's go to the uh, rest of the SEC. Where do y'all want to start? You want to start early in the day? Uh, Let's, what, Ole Miss-Tulane? Yeah, we can start with Ole Miss-Tulane. Well, Vandy kicked off first. Vandy well, loses the way. Vandy. Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw that coming. Yeah, it was it was a maybe for Vandy, but you know, Wake took care of them. Uh, then we had who'd you say, Marcus? Ole, Ole Miss, Miss Tulane. Yeah, 
So that was a pretty close game for a while. It was I actually would yeah the score does not no. represent what that game was. I really thought I was more impressed with Tulane than I was Ole Miss, but Ole Miss also finished what they needed to do. Lane Kiffin made some gutsy calls and it paid off for him. So those those calls kind of either go make you look like a genius or look really stupid. Yeah, they're they're gutsy calls against Tulane, but when you get in a game against Georgia or Alabama, they're dumb calls. Yeah, really, they are. It's all about when you call them and who you call them against. I actually think that on fourth and four, they should have kicked the field goal, and I said, Lane, you're an idiot. And then they t- scored a touchdown, and I said, Lane, you're a genius. <laughs> yep. So. All right, so then we had we had a bunch of cupcakes yesterday. Miami. Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas beat Kent State. Barely, um, South Carolina won. Missouri barely won. I think that was an early kick. Kentucky, Georgia blue ball stayed out. Then yes, A and M. What do you think? Mm, it's. I'm not ready to say that they're going to go one and whatever you said. That's fair. But I am pumping the brakes on being as Nine good as three. I thought they were. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're probably a middle of the road SEC team to me as of right now. Yeah. Um. Very similar to what Auburn might do, like a six and six or and I'm I'm really excited that we're meeting them in week four. Yeah. And not week eight. True. Yeah. So because I don't think that they know what they're doing right now. Yeah. Um I didn't think Miami looked that great. I think A and M really beat themselves yesterday. Yeah. Which is kind of what I banked my prediction on was that they just wouldn't get out of their own way. Um, yeah. in a half empty stadium, like Yeah. It's not like you went into a hostile environment and lost a close mm-hmm. game. It's it's a pretty embarrassing loss the way that they lost. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to your point of it depends on how they're losing games. That's not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. And yesterday all eyes were on A and M and Jimbo and it's just not look, man. Yeah. I mean, they are experiencing what we experienced with Gus in his last two years, where it feels like every loss that you take the seat gets hotter. You're starting to add on your calculator yeah. the buyout. Yeah. And it's like, okay, are we willing? Are we willing? And you're just waiting until you get the news on a Sunday that they paid Jimbo. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're not going to get it this early in the year. No. I promise you by week seven or eight. But they're already talking about it. Yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. They got the wheels rolling. Yeah. Two or three, two or three SEC losses that you shouldn't lose. Yeah. Hey, and how about this? Auburn's one of those teams that falls in that bucket to yeah, A and people. I agree. Yeah. Oh, we could very well be the nail in his call. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, we could be the last nail, and whoever's after us could really pin it down. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's at A and M this year for us. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. But interesting. It is. Um, Mississippi State had a Pac-12 game last night too. They were hosting. They won. Uh, they it. held off Arizona in overtime. That was a good win for them. I thought it was very important that they won that game. Um, then the next one, Alabama Texas. What'd y'all see? Um, I thought after week one, everybody was real high on Jalen Milrow, and now all of a sudden they're trying to ship him overseas. So, um, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think the dude's fast, <laughs> like I said in the beginning of the year. And, I mean, I felt like an idiot because our preseason podcast that we did, I said, is an outstanding athlete, but can he throw? And then week one, he goes out there and looks like Bryce Young. And then week two, I kind of looked a lot better because he did hit a long bomb, 
but even that one, I thought Burton just made the had play. some wheels yeah. on him. Uh, I'll give it to him. It was still a good pass, but he got outplayed yesterday and outplayed by a lot. Yeah, Quinn Ewers was by far the better quarterback, and I was shocked that we didn't see another quarterback besides Milrow in a way. I think you leave Milrow in that game just because of the athlete that he is. Like The other quarterbacks are inexperienced. You don't want to put them in that situation for the first time. Like Milrow obviously knows the offense well enough, but if if something goes wrong, he can pick up a first down with his legs. The other quarterbacks probably don't have that aspect to them, and the inexperience has got to be something there. I mean, to let him finish that game out, and I mean, he can throw the ball. The dude has a cannon. Oh, yeah, he can. It kind of reminds me of uh, your boy from Florida last year. Um, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Very I mean, he can, yeah, I agree he can throw that. a mile. He can run. He's a freak athlete. It's just maybe accuracy is a bit of a problem. That's actually a really good comparison. I like the comparison between Anthony Richardson. The difference is, is I think Anthony Richardson is like fixable, and I don't know that, that Milrow is just because – I don't know that he has a natural arm talent. I don't know. But I can tell you this. He was rattled last night. I don't know that he can read defenses like he should either. Because not well, he made a bad on the curl one. route, I don't know how you don't see that linebacker just licking yeah. his chops. And and, and you, made the, you made the throw. Yeah. So I just I think leaving him in shows the gap between QB one and QB two. Yep. Like I just feel like they don't have a QB two. I really feel that way. So, but they couldn't run the ball either. They tried. That's true. I mean, they tried. And I don't want to take anything away from Texas. Texas no. looked great. Texas. They, they look like one of the top five teams in the country last night. Texas played well, and in Bryant Denny shocked me. Yeah, I wasn't expecting them to come in and just play lots out like they did, but they they sure did. Quinn Ewers had some of the best throws that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like deep throws. And then one of the analysts had the audacity to, to say. He don't know any better. <laughs> I he mean. Should. He should, yeah. The throw was okay, but that catch was spectacular. Yeah. Dude, he put his arms out. Yeah. And the ball fell into fell his, in his arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, you know, we had talked in the preview episode last week about we'll start stick with the same game plan as he did last year, and he did. It was bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb. Because he knows how to beat Bama. And that's, he knew that's what he had to do, and he attacked. Yeah, you either lose to Bama on not hitting those throws, or you beat Bama by hitting those throws. Yep. And I've been saying that for so long. Yeah, And, you know, I I was a little surprised because some of those bombs were wide wide open. Yeah. Like Texas guys were just running free. Yeah. Um, but Which did kind of surprise me, but I was – I was impressed by Texas' run defense. I thought Ben was going to be able to run the ball when they needed to, and they were not able to. No. So, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to say, though, that Ben was going to struggle the rest of the year. I don't think they do. I don't like, I really do. I think they'll probably – LSU and Tennessee, maybe. Both and, at home, though. Yep. And then, you know, if you win both of those games, like, dude. You're fine. Who else yeah. is going to stop you? It, it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama won out. Yeah, I just think Texas is that good. I do too. I think, like you said, they're a top five team, and I think it was a very well matched competition. And I think Alabama's still going to be on top at the end of the SEC. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I mean, honestly, the the only game that I can think of 
in regular season, we talked about LSU didn't look great to me against Florida State, and I'd put Alabama around Florida State. So if LSU can contain Milrow, if that's who they stick with, then you got a shot. But it's hard to contain that man. Yeah, they even put they were having spies on him all night, and they he that guy still couldn't keep up with him yeah, sometimes. Side would overrun it or be mm-hmm. out of place. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens late November too. Yeah, so uh, um, you know, preseason that was the one loss I'd give Bama. I I thought Texas would get them last night, and and they did. So, but to the Bama fans that listen, don't panic. Like y'all, y'all really were. Wilding out last night on Milrow, <laughs> like it was crazy. I, I saw some things. I know, I know, but last night was a whole new level. Like I didn't even see this last year against Tennessee. But flashback to uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they true. wanted to ship him overseas, and they <laughs> they got it. He went to Oklahoma and did incredible. Yeah, and they still try to claim him. Yeah, weird. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> All right, so let's move on from the SEC. Who else in the top twenty-five or just around the country? Uh, going hit on Colorado, like, of course. We'll yeah, s- we'll start there. Yeah, they played you, early. Y'all go ahead. Y'all, y'all's first time. Yeah. Um. So I didn't get to like tune into the game start to finish, but I did watch a good portion of it. Um. I was like literally just sitting there, like, oh my god, this is crazy. Uh. Again, Shador Sanders just, I mean, he's incredible. He's must watch TV. Um. Prime time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. I saw somebody. So, did you see the meeting in midfield between him and a Nebraska player pregame? No. So, Matt Rule took the whole Nebraska team out to the center on the logo of, at Colorado, and Shadur didn't like it. So, he went out there directly beside midfield logo and started his warm-up routine. And eventually, Matt Rule and his team dispersed, but there was this one guy who just hung around and just standing in the center of the logo, and he finally just went up to him. And they were just kind of like staring at each other. And he like held his watch up to him, which is kind of a weird flex to me. <laughs> but he just held his watch up to him. The Nebraska guy rolled his eyes, turned around, and walked off. So I guess it worked. But then like everybody on Twitter was like, what if we called Shadur shine time instead of prime time? Because his watch is so shiny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, if it sticks. Nah, but I don't know if it'll stick. But I don't know. It was funny just watching him go out there and just kind of everybody scatter yeah. almost. It's like when, when the boss shows up and nobody's working yeah. and all of a sudden everybody gets to work. Everybody puts their head down and walks off. Yeah. I mean, again, though, looking at the stat line, crazy numbers. Again, almost 400 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He threw some beautiful balls that were dropped, too. I mean, he could have easily had 450 yards. Yeah, they actually didn't play great yesterday. No, they to didn't. To be honest, and they, they still won by 22. Yeah. Like, but they – they they can puff their chest all they want to, and I'm I'm not really trying to take anything away from Colorado. I've been on their train for since week one, since I saw them. But they got Oregon in two weeks, and they got uh, USC, USC in a in a few you know in yeah. three weeks. Like y'all need to it it would be wise <laughs> for them to just try to lay low, but you can't do that. Game day's coming. I do think the type of team that they are, their confidence helps them. Like, it does come across as cocky, but they go out and they play. They've got to chill out with the personal, you know, the yeah. personal fouls or whatever because that's going to cost you big against teams like Oregon and USC. But I told you all yesterday, like, I was more impressed by the players that they have around the three big names. Stars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they have athletes all over the field. So fast. Um, what 
what's that guy's name? Xavier Weaver, the yeah. the biggest wide receiver they have. The he had ten carries, I mean ten uh, receptions for 170 yards yesterday. He just every time he threw the ball, he was wide open. Yeah, like it wasn't a battle or anything. He just gets open. And then I've seen a lot of people call Shiloh Sanders, uh, Sugar's brother or Dion's other son. Like you better put some respect on that dude's name. Because he's going to be a problem. Shiloh can play. Yeah. yeah. He he can. I mean, he gives Travis Hunter a run for his money on that side of the ball. Yeah. And having both of them out there at the same time is insane. Yeah. Every time you look up after a tackle's been made, 21's getting off the pile. Yeah. I mean, he's – and he can talk that talk, too. He likes to talk. But, again, the thing is, is as long as you're winning, you I can don't keep care talking. Yeah. yeah. You better is, back it up. That's that's my whole thing. Is so far they have. So that's far the they thing. have. But, but how how are they going to handle it the first time they don't win? That's right. what I mean. You've got to respect some of these opponents coming up yeah. too. So a lot of times when you get an overconfident team like that, they face adversity for the first time. They go to the sideline and start pouting. And I want to see what happens when when they face yeah. Oregon or USC, and you know it's a tight game yeah. or well, you're losing down seventeen. Yeah. Or you're losing three real quick. Yeah. I want to see if they rally or if they just start turning on each other. Yeah. And here's another thing for on on prime. It's not like they come out and said we're just going out here to see what we can do. No, he has said in countless interviews, we're here to be the best team in college football. We're going to win the darn thing. So they're expecting to beat Oregon. They're expecting yeah. to beat USC, and that's fine with me. But I'm just saying, like, um, their attitude towards it is you got to respect some of these guys because they're coached very, very well. Yeah. Some of these, some of these bigger teams are are gonna play you very hard and very strategically. Yeah. And I'm anxious to see how that how that goes. So we will learn a lot about Colorado and who they are in the next three weeks. Yeah, I agree with that very much. By the end of September, we'll know. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame looked good yesterday. Uh, they beat NC State by 21. I think Notre Dame is is a good team. They've got some tests coming up pretty soon. Uh, I think they I think we said they got Ohio State and Penn State in like a three or four week span there. Um, so you know that'll be a time to put up or shut up. Uh, Penn State blew out Delaware yesterday. Whatever. Uh, Utah. Let's talk about that Utah Baylor game because that was crazy. Uh, Baylor lets Utah score at the end and then. Just to get the ball back with 17 seconds, the guy gets behind the prevent defense, um, falls down. They get an extra shot at the end zone, don't score. That's a Baylor team that lost to Texas State last week. And, I'll tell you and what a Utah it is. team that dismantled Florida. I can tell you what it is. Come on. They got, and they would never admit this, but they got real arrogant after watching Baylor lose last week. And they tried to sit their starting quarterback out for injury an extra week to get by, and they thought that they'd breeze past Baylor because their starting quarterback's on the sidelines with his hair looking all good. And I think that they overestimated or underestimated Baylor. And I think if the starting quarterbacks out there, they win by twenty one or more. Yeah, but they didn't, and I think it almost cost them. Did Cam Rising play against Florida? I don't remember. No. He didn't, so he's no. not played yet. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. So he didn't play against Florida. They won big. Baylor gets beat week one. I think their attitude was, why would we risk hurting you now? We can get past Baylor and, and you know, move on. But, yeah, I think that they messed up. 
That's yeah. just my opinion. And and they won, so it not really that they messed up, but they almost did. Yeah. So. Did they say that that quarterback's coming back next week? Or? See, in Florida, he was he was game time decision at Florida. Okay. That was my thing. That's why I'm saying that is because he almost played at Florida. Why would you not play a week later? And the reason and your answer is because Baylor got beat by Texas State. Yeah. So I think Utah was like, we we'll take advantage of this, get you you know extra healthy, and like I said, Baylor kind of came to play. So does he play next week against Weber State? No, you don't think I you wouldn't. No, I have a feeling you like get if the he's rust ready, off. Yeah. yeah, like like we said about Jarquez, yeah. when you come back, you have rust. I think he plays next week against Weber State to get him back in the At groove. Least half, you know, you ain't yeah. got to play the whole game. Yeah. Get up forty two and and boom, and then they have UCLA the next week. Yeah, so he's got to be ready for that one. Yeah, and I, yeah, you got you got to get some snaps. Okay, I would take that back. He's got to get some snaps against Weber State. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh, K-State, team I put on upset alert last week. Troy kept it close for a half. They made a big mistake right before the half. They scored, but they left like 40-something seconds on the clock. K-State goes down and ripped their heart out right before half. Yeah. It was never close again. K-State blew them out. Really? Uh, same with Clemson. Clemson struggled, struggled with Charleston Southern, and then they ended up winning by 49. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody said that was the worst 49-point win you'll ever see. Yeah. And they're right. Yeah, and Michigan struggled again, again without Harbaugh, but that's a 20. See what Harbaugh was at yesterday? I did not. <laughs> His 10-year-old's toy bowl game, and he was playing. He was uh, doing chain game. <laughs> Literally doing chain gang in his khakis. That's funny. in his khakis. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma didn't look great yesterday, but they won, beat SMU. Uh, Duke SMU is not bad though. No, I agree. I think Duke is is good. Duke's got a real shot to win the ACC. I believe. Not over Florida State. Well, that's true. That's true. Florida State and Miami. Because again, I think I, Florida State Miami same side though. So one of them is gonna be beat Florida the other. State all day then. Yeah. Um, and North then, Carolina App State. That's the team Brett put on upset alert last week. And I, you know, Almost. I, I shot it down, but he about hit that one. Uh, Marcus, who'd you have on upset alert last week? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That, that was, was my your pick. pick. Uh, Vandy. I That's think it was right. Vandy. It was Vandy. Yep. So, okay. Um, and then I would, uh, Oregon. Oregon kind of struggled, but yeah. they found a way to win. Yeah. So. It's almost like a impressive thing for Oregon to to find a way to win like they did. Just kind of okay, y'all can y'all can handle the struggle. You ain't beating everybody's eyes out and not gonna know how to handle adversity. Yeah, which if anybody knows how to handle adversity is Bonet. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> so, so. Uh, Wisconsin got beat. That was one of the only top twenty five teams to lose to an unranked team yesterday. Uh, USC blew through Stanford. Oregon State looked good. I forgot that's where DJ U. Ooh, a young lay went from yeah. Clemson. He's at Oregon State. <laughs> Brett, you like me falling all over that one? I love it. All right. Um, so I guess that's everybody. Not me. Everybody in the uh, top yeah, twenty-five. So let's give out helmet stickers this week. Marks, we'll start with you. Okay. How about uh Samson? Okay. Oh, Quinn Ewers. He stepped up, and I was very impressed. Uh, if if he if he'd have done that in Texas. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. But coming in Bryant Denny, hostile environment. It was loud last night. I mean, he, he played his he played his butt off. So uh I'd definitely give him the player of the week in my opinion. Okay. Uh is yours Auburn? No. Okay. Um well I'm gonna go with Eugene Asante then. Okay. Uh just defensively he's all over the ball. He's to me he's the only reason we won that game last night. I agree. Uh so 
Uh, it felt- Twelve solo tackles. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Solo tackles are an underrated stat. Very is. much so. Like and never- most of his were open field, like yeah. just. Go not only the, the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Go get the dude. But the third down sack was the biggest play of the game. Oh yeah. I mean that that was my thing is it was clutch mm-hmm. plays. Yeah. Pushed him further back in field goal yeah. range and dude, yeah. it was he played incredible and he was on scout team last year. So that tells you what you need to know about that coaching Did y'all staff. Y'all see that? Oh, today? Yeah, I saw okay. that. Crap, we're not going to make me mad. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So so mine is going to go to the North Carolina running back Amari Hampton. 26 carries, 234 yards, and three touchdowns. Get some work. Now, granted, that was a double overtime game, but that's a lot of yards for one running back. Get some work. So, and you don't play with the whole field in those overtimes. No, that's right. I wanted to shout out uh, Cal's running back for not averaging four yards last night. Yeah. (laughs) Not even? No. Not even. Yeah, it's tough. Don't talk that crap, boy. Yeah. I promise you. Well, I mean, they literally said that. Like that was hung up all over the defensive rooms oh, all week long. Should have been how much he had talked. And you put out bulletin board material like that, you got to know they're coming. Yep, yep, moron. That was. Uh, how about this? He, I, I hope somebody asked Peyton Thorne next week if he ever texted his homeboy back, and I hope he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no reason to talk to him. Yeah, that's right, bum. <laughs> all right, so Heisman watch. Uh, has y'all's list changed much? I've got three in there, part that's the same. I added one. I have one as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'd, yeah. I'd Shadir, Shadir uh, Michael Penix Jr., and Jordan Travis. Okay. I, I kind of thought Travis Hunter didn't do enough yesterday to, to stay keep on that spot. list. Yeah. yeah. I took him off mine as well. I did too. Um, mine is Jordan Travis, Shadir, and Quinn Ewers. Yep. Okay. Quinn's the one I added in mine as well. Uh, I don't think Caleb Williams did anything to lose his spot. Penix oh, Jr. had a great game yesterday. What is it? What was you going to say about Caleb? USC beating the crap out of Stanford? Oh, yeah. Was yeah. I remember when Stanford used to be good. Yeah. They're not anymore. <laughs> Back when Andrew Luck was there. Yeah. yeah. Same time the Colts used to be good. Hello. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So mine's Shador, Caleb Williams, Penix, and Quinn Ewers. I slid, I slid Sam Hartman to fifth. I think he's probably about to fall off the list. Probably. He's just not. Um, he has some good games in the big games. Yeah. But he just doesn't. Their offense isn't. Isn't Heisman material? Yeah, and it's not flashy. Yeah, it's just not. Okay, uh, overtime segment. Y'all got questions ready? Yeah. Okay, Marcus, where'd you get? No, this I don't want to go first. Okay, I just want to know where you got this one from. Look, I have to get some help every now and then. <laughs> Brett, we'll let you go first this time, bud. All right. Uh, you need to hire a college football head coach. You can only pick from former college coaches who are not currently coaching or NFL. They must be alive. They can be in the NFL right now, though? Uh, No, they cannot be coaching anywhere. Who are you calling first? I have mine if you want me to tell you yours while you think. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I'm going if I'm assuming, yeah, you need to hire a college football coach. I'm calling Bill Clark. Yeah. Yeah. He is not coaching right now. Problem is, though, I think Bill's just not in good health. I I think he's, I think he's bouncing back. He'll be coaching the next two years. He may be. And he's 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 in the um perfect situation where he gets he gets to now. pick. Yeah. yeah. And there's well, gonna be jobs open. I mean it doesn't say like he has to take it. I just wanna know who your first call would be. Yeah. That's fair. And yeah, Bill that's Clark fair. would be mine. Yeah, that's fair. Um <laughs> what is it, bud? Nothing. I almost said something stupid. <laughs> I did too, actually. 
<laughs> well, y'all might as well both say it. So. No, no, I'm, I'm not really saying not, no. I'm, I'm not, not saying not. Uncle Eddie. Boo. <laughs> uh, actually, you did just. <laughs> I'd probably take uh, um, the guy from Oklahoma, Stoops. Yeah, Bob Stoops. Yeah, he dude just wins. I don't know that he fits that because I think he's coaching USFL, isn't he? Or no, he was coaching XFL, so he's not coaching. That'll, that's fair. You can have him. Yeah, I mean, I just. Yeah, Pop Stoops is pretty good. I'm, I'll think it's keep go ahead and I'll. Continue. Well, thing about that is like, how long are we hiring this guy for? You know, is it one season? Is it your college program? How long you want him? That's yeah, tough. <laughs> um, the guy I want to say so bad has literally failed everywhere he's been. Hmm. Scott Frost. Oh gosh, I just I don't know. He'd be fired as AD. I think <laughs> no. I think the guy can coach though. No. Like I just don't I don't understand why he's failed. It, it's so weird because he was one of the best fits at Nebraska. There's been two. There was another one. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, this guy fits this program so well, but he sucks. Like he just cannot get it going. I can't even think of who it is now. But anyway. Oh, um No, that's perfect. He just hit me <laughs> too. Well, Scott Frost peaked. That was Scott Frost's thing. Yeah. I think that he peaked at UCF, and somebody thought that he could take the, take their program to the next level, and then he fell on his face. I don't know that Scott Frost is anything more than what he showed you he was in Nebraska because he was good at a UCF that was not UCF yet. Yeah, They were nobody. He was good there. And then when he got put on, he got exposed when he got a bigger job. So... Kind of like uh, Florida's guy is Napier, Napier. yeah. yeah. Kind of like that because he was good at yeah. one of the, Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah. yeah, he was doing really good. Now you're throwing him to the dogs, and yeah, he's getting eat up. God, I can't think of who the other guy is, but that's good job. Oh, uh, Tom Herman getting bad. Like I, I, I kind of believed in Tom Herman. He may be coached somewhere though. I think he he's, he's over where Lane Kiffin used to be. I FAU? think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but. He was another one I was thinking of, but I feel like him and Scott Frost are the same. Like, I just feel like, like, how did you not succeed? Like, you had Houston rolling, and then, like, you get the big job at Texas. Like, you had everything handed to you. How did you fail? I think some coaches are just, like, they're a perfect fit for certain situations. And once you make that jump to big-time ball, it's so overwhelming because you're used to doing it this way at this smaller school and being competitive and then you try to take those ways to a bigger school and it just doesn't translate the same it's almost like saving going to the nfl yeah like, what you do in college does not translate in the nfl Ooh, coach o. <laughs> let's start with coach o. that's not a bad one could you understand him yeah. i don't and, care and are you lsu because that's the only place he fits yeah. <laughs> or the, uh, another thing the about raging cajuns he would fit there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Another thing about some coaches are they're just coordinators. Yeah. When you give them the head coach job, they try to do too much. I agree with when that. If they just if you just give them a craft, they can they can do really well at it. But on on the other side of that coin, some coordinators are great coaches. Yeah. Kirby. Oh yeah. Kirby oh. was a great one. Sark. Sark is another great one. Dude, you put those two together and they they well, no, they weren't together, but Yeah. I think they were that's probably one of the best. If you were, if the question was to put the best group together, it'd probably be Kirby, Sark, and Saban. And they were all three at Alabama at, at one some time. Point, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, 
Marcus, you want to go with your question? Or you want to go? Yeah. So this is a personal question, like uh, for personal experiences or whatever. And the phrase uh, Karen um, is thrown out. And everybody knows who a Karen is. Not your mother-in-law. She's a great person. She's a lovely lady. So it, she doesn't fall in this category. But, you know, when you hear Karen, we all know what we're talking about here. I want to speak to a manager. I just want to know what your Karen, Karen experiences have been in your life, if you have one. That sticks out. Dude, I have so many. You ever like, ran into a Karen somewhere? Like seen a Karen? Uh, Mason, go ahead. I'll think about it. I mean, just working retail, you see them right. daily. Right. Like, it's so bad. There's there's people you avoid. Like, you literally go out of your way to avoid. Um, Just, it's the entitlement. Like, you know, those people just come in and they want you to stop whatever you're doing to make sure they're taken care of. And, God. There's so many, like, it's just, the the one that sticks out to me, God, I, I hate doing this, but I'm going to do it. You can get a name drop. I'm not name dropping. Okay. No. There's, uh, I remember it like it happened yesterday. It's a Sunday, mid-morning, like right before church time, whatever. There's this, um, there's this customer checking out, and I'm, you know, pretty, pretty good size buggy of stuff you know i'm checking them out whatever but this lady comes in you can tell she's going to church like dressed up you know in a hurry of course because she didn't leave on time but she had to stop by dg to get her gum so <laughs> she gets in line behind the person with a big buggy well she starts shouting out can you not open up another register no i literally can't i'm the only one here so you know i don't know what to tell you so she like throws this fit throws her stuff down walks out and the guy in line behind her, he wasn't going to church that morning. I could tell you. He goes, man, church people are the worst. <laughs> I was like, well, they sure do, sure do seem like they uh, are owed something. That's for sure. But, yeah, I mean, just people like that, the the entitlement and uh, take care of me first is, is the worst. I hate people like that, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean – some some it's like everything though. Some church people can be the worst, but sure. some church people are the best people you ever meet. For sure, you know. For sure, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, my I don't really. I guess I technically work in customer service, but it's like healthcare setting. So the people that I have to deal with are like in charge of units at hospitals and stuff, and they they're super demanding and want everything handed to them like immediately and. That's really the only thing I can think of is like them just wanting you to drop everything to give them what they need, no matter what else, what else is going on. Um, I don't really have a specific time in in mind, but it's like a weekly occurrence. Right. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I really can't pinpoint one, but I had something happen to me the other day. And I'm not going to tell the story, but like being in a restaurant setting, I think that's my like, yeah, oh, that's, that's a my, major pet peeve. Yeah, it's like so frustrating to hear. I don't care if you're either even telling somebody that like, um, you know, your food's not good. Like, you don't have to make a a, a scene. A, a scene. That's yeah. it. Like, it's okay if your food's not great, and you can even tell somebody, but not other p- tables surrounding you should, should not be. know. Yeah, I agree. So, Agreed. Yeah, being in a public setting and then start hearing someone being loud and louder and louder, and then you look over and you're like. Yep. Karen in the wild. Perfect. 
Yeah. Stephanie calls it secondhand embarrassment. When stuff like that happens, yeah. I get secondhand embarrassment Same. and I want to crawl under a table. Exactly. I can't because stand stuff like that. Yeah. Because guess what? If I ordered a medium whale steak and it's medium rare, we're gonna try medium rare tonight. And Just you know me. what else? It's not the waitress's fault that brought it. She no. didn't cook it. That's it's, my thing is the people that, that you're yelling at ain't even the people at fault most of the time. Sure. Like that that annoys me more than anything. If anything, it makes me want to be nicer to the waiter yeah. or waitress that just had to deal with that. Me too. And I just feel bad for them. So yeah. can I tell one more quick story? Because this happened yesterday. Yep. I was in line at the gas station, and there was a guy in front of the line who was buying a couple of 12-packs of beer for the games, I'm assuming. And um, I don't know if his card wasn't reading. I don't know if it was declining his card. I do not know that because literally the line was, I was standing at the coolers in the back of the gas station. Like, oh. That's how long the line was. Well, I hear him yell at the attendant. Well, she yells back, and I don't know what she said, but finally she just says, all right, get out of here. You're done. Like, get out of the way. I got to take care of these other people. Well, he says, okay, and he literally gets his stuff and walks out the door. And she's like, no, you got to put that back. Like, you didn't pay for that. She said, if you walk out that door, you're going to jail. He did not care. (laughs) He walked right out the door with it. So she's like, hang on. So she runs out and, like, chases him out the door, and she is dog cussing him for all he's worth the whole time. So she she goes, I don't know if she just got his tag number, called the cops. I don't know what happened. I know the guy did not come back in with the stuff. So he's like, he got him a couple 12-packs on the house. No, they call that wanted. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound like Karen, though. That sounds like too. No, No, I mean, you're right. But it's just, I don't know. It was. People are just crazy anyway. It was to Brett's point about wanting to be nice. Because, like, everybody in line after that was like, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry. And. Everybody was just nice to her because yeah. she had just so went that's through that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, all right, so that was your yeah. overtime? All right, so mine is uh, actually sports-related this week. I'm just curious, what is another team's uniform or color scheme that you really like, other than ours? Uh, I discovered this one yesterday, okay. actually. Me and Marcus talked about it while they were playing. Um, Tulane. Yeah. They're light Maybe blue and green. Yeah, it sick. looks good, and their field looked fantastic. It was I just like the color combination. I think Tulane's kind of in the same boat as UAB. They just got like a new stadium that fits them because I think they have been playing in the Carrier or not the Carrier Dome, the uh, New Orleans Superdome. I think they have been playing there. Jeez. Yeah, and you're not packing that place. You got 10,000 people in the dome. Right. And it was like UAB playing at Legion Field, you know, but they got a new stadium that kind of fits them. And yeah, it did look clean yesterday. Yeah. Marcus, you got one? Mm, I'm thinking. Okay, uh, I'll go ahead with mine because yeah. I didn't want you to take it anyway. Mine's Virginia <laughs> Tech. I love the orange and maroon. And they have some sick uniform combinations off of it, too. I would go to, I, obviously, Ole Miss is like, I like red and blue together. Yeah. And then. Well, that's good. Uh, I just forgot <laughs> what the other one not. So yeah, we'll go Ole Miss. Okay. What's one, do, what's I, one you hate? Ooh. If you can think of one, I hate Tennessee's. I don't like USC. Yeah, I don't either. I like that answer. Black and gold, Wake Forest. I like black. I I like Wake Forest okay. just because of black and gold. Yeah. Mandy has some good looking ones sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they have some bad ones too though. Yeah. Their new logo is way worse than the old one too. Oh yeah. It's so plain. It. Yeah, I hate it. Um. USC is hideous. I can't think of one that I just hate off the top of my head. I hate a lot of Oregon stuff that they come out with, but I also love a lot of stuff that I'll Oregon comes out with. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there there's this everything they put out is hideous. Yep. Just their color scheme in general yeah. is awful. And you take Manny's approach. That's a great one. 
Yeah, that is a really good yeah. answer. Don't steal that one. From I me. like Oregon State, too, by the way. I Orange, do too. And Black. oh, Orange and Black's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Yep. Their baseball uniforms Duke, always look really good. Duke looks good this year. I don't know if y'all seen them, but Duke's got this uh, the font that they put on their helmets yeah, is really yeah. cool. And then it's like the black and blue just low-key looks good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the Monday review edition of the Plainsman Podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you're following us on all our socials. Come back. Let us know what you thought about the games this week. And we will talk to y'all later this week. Till then, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.